So our theme today in the readings is wealth and the question of riches and wealth and how they are quite dangerous in that wealth, the pursuit of wealth can, can absolutely corrupt people. But then there's a very interesting line here which uh, very much attracted my attention uh, where it says, if I can find it, religion of course does bring large profits but only to those who are content with what they have. So religion or faith can, does bring large profits. Obviously we're not talking about money because otherwise everybody would be Catholic for the wrong reason, which wouldn't work. Um, so religion uh, does bring large profits, but only to those who are content with what they have. And it got me thinking how uh, that's like juxtaposed with what, with what follows down below here then. People who long to be rich are a prey to temptation, and they get trapped into all sorts of foolishness and dangerous ambition. So it's as if, <clears throat> if, if we pursue wealth, if our goal is wealth, that will probably consume us. If our goal is to be wealthy, that more than likely is going to lead to moral compromise, it's going to lead to at least strain, if not outright destruction in the family and family relationships. Again, if our pursuit, if our goal is wealth, that means our goal is not to be a good uh, mom or dad. And we can, even, we can even camouflage our pursuit of wealth saying, I'm trying to provide for my family. Honestly, I'm doing it for them. I really, really am. I mean, I'm doing overtime uh, six days a week so that we can all go on, on a sun holiday together when all your kids want to do is just kick a football around the backyard. They don't need a sun holiday in Ibiza. Uh, they just want you, your time, your time. So sometimes we can camouflage uh, the time that we're putting into our work, saying that we're doing it for our family or for someone else. And ultimately, it's just, it's just that very simple pursuit of, 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 of riches, uh, effectively a form of pride. I want to be the best. I want to be, uh, I want to be wealthy. And then all, all of the various compromises then, as I say, that, that, that come because of that. So if, if our goal is to be rich, we're going to have a sad life. We're going to have a sad life. And maybe some of those reality TV shows have kind of shown us that. And I don't want to go quoting too much of them because they, I don't watch them for a start. So I haven't. But from what I hear, right, these reality TV shows where they're going to the, the, the lives of the rich and famous, which is quite invasive, to be honest, but okay. And you see, okay, they may be millionaires, multimillionaires, but they've got the same old problems and stresses and addictions and exaggerations that everybody else does, just maybe on a larger scale. You know, so is that really what we should be aiming for? Is that really the goal? Is that really the epitome of happiness? Not even close. Not even close. So when when we walk with the Lord or when we pray to the Lord, I, f I find it really interesting. I, mean, I heard someone use this expression before, which I, it, it, it really struck me, where they said like a, a spirit of abundance, you know, a spirit of abundance. When we're praying to the Lord, like to, to, to pray in this spirit of abundance. And it, it's, it's an expression that, that really struck me because I guess when I had prayed, I had always thought, you know, the Lord wants to give us the minimum that we need to survive. You know, he wants to give us uh, like shelter, you know, when you say that, oh my goodness, shelter, is that, is that as good as God can do? He can provide shelter, like I have for my dog. You know, it's a roof over his head, over his little doggy head. Is that what we're aiming for? Or like, you know, food to keep us alive in famine. Oh, okay. So the Lord wants to keep us just above the bread line in a tent. 
thank you. <laughs> you know, it just, if we pray with that attitude, it kind of, I don't know, I think it really reduces, I think, how we see God to some sort of a, a, a very tight, minimalist provider, but not a loving father. Whereas in the spirit of abundance, I mean, parents want to give more to their children than the bare essentials, the bare minimum. Now, obviously, we want to provide the bare minimum, the bare essentials, of course, but much more as well. Why? Simply because we love them. Just the superabundance of our, of, of our love means we want them to have more than the minimum. I mean, I've used this example before, but even like the invention of things like cake and ice cream are entirely unnecessary for the survival of your children. But they're just nice. You know, they're just nice. They're just ways of expressing love, affection, marking a birthday, marking a uh, Christmas day, you know, whatever it is, a wedding day. You know, these things, they're, they're, they're more than, than just a minimum for survival. And then if you look at scripture, the way it speaks about even heaven, I was just thinking this morning that the prophet Isaiah, when he says, on this mountain the Lord of hosts will make uh, for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-matured wines, of rich food filled with marrow, of well-matured wines. He, meant, he says the wines twice, right? Okay, right, he mentions the wines twice. Strained and clear, he will destroy on this mountain the shroud, that is cast over all people. So it's a, it's just, it's a banquet, right? When they speak of, of heaven, they speak in terms of a land where milk and honey flow, not where we have shelter and we have food to keep us alive in famine. You know, we have, it, it, it's, it, the, the imagery even used in the book of Revelation, the heavenly Jerusalem descending from heaven, you know, and uh, the, the, the rubies and diamonds and the, 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 the explanation of it is so almost exaggerated, so kind of... Uh, otherworldly, way above the breadline. <laughs> we're, we're talking like just an, a superabundance of generosity. So we can pray and should pray with that attitude. The Lord wants to, be, wants to be super generous with me. The problem is, when it comes to wealth, if he is super generous with me as regards wealth, chances are I'll forget him. So his way of blessing me very often isn't through wealth because that wouldn't be a blessing. And even our, like Father Tim, who was here during the week, uh, who has worked in Zimbabwe for the last 40 years, was just telling me a little about the, the economy there. And the economy has just gone to absolute pot. It's, it, it's, it has collapsed twice uh, in, 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 recent, in the recent 15 years, 20 years. Uh, and the, like, what's so crazy about that and so many other countries in Africa is that their natural resources are incredible. Zimbabwe is built basically on one massive coal mine and lithium, which is now the, the, the price of which has gone through the roof because of so many electric cars. So they have natural resources that should make them multi-billionaires. Like. The problem is the corruption of the human heart. Some one big warlord gets in there, takes control of everything, ousts everybody else, sells the, the, the mine or the land to the Chinese for one million euro. He makes a ton of money. Everyone else is still on the breadline. But one guy gets rich. You know, it's insane because like the, the, the wealth is there. The wealth is there. But the corruption of the human heart prevents, prevents that from getting into the, the, the stomachs of, of the people. The problem here isn't God not being generous. The, the, I'd say the wealth is there. It's there. The corruption of the human heart is the problem. The pursuit of wealth, the pursuit of profit at all costs leads to death. So the Lord, on the other hand, 
if, 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 we, if our goal is to please him, if our goal is sanctity, then we actually can be trusted with wealth. You know, if you look at a, a society where people do try to take care of the less fortunate, you think of some of the Western world. Now, we're not perfect. We're not perfect, obviously, in the Western world. We're not. But I think, generally speaking, what we used to, I suppose the whole abortion issue has kind of contaminated our reputation, but uh, we, generally speaking, do try to take care of the poor. We do, generally speaking, try to defend the rights of all. We do, generally speaking, try to promote education and all, all those kind of you know, good, wholesome uh, human rights. Generally speaking, we do. So the Lord is able to bless us with wealth, which shouldn't lead us astray. And this is kind of the the tension that I, I think we, we find ourselves in in the Western world because it very easily does happen that our wealth then can start to lead us away from God. If it does, the Lord will rightly take wealth from us because the big picture here is that when we, when we go, when our time is up, that we've chosen heaven and not our bank accounts, that we've chosen to please God rather than fill our stomachs with exorbitant food and waste our resources on pleasure. If the, if the Lord needs to do that, well, he will. But if he can bless us with, with, with wealth, then I know many good and holy people who are economically very stable, maybe even a little more than very stable. But it's not a problem. It's, it's, not, it's not a threat. Because that's not what their heart is set on at all. Religion, of course, does bring large profits, but only to those who are content with what they have. If you're content with a simple life, then yes, you can be entrusted with more. If we strive just for wealth, we'll take our eyes off the, the true goal, which is God. And then we can't be trusted with wealth. The Lord wishes, though, to provide and wishes us to pray with, with this, knowing that he, he has a spirit of abundance. So when we pray to him, we can pray and should pray, looking for great things, coming to our Father with trust, asking for him to provide for our needs, but knowing that he wishes to do that and so much more. Lord Jesus, reveal to us what it means, how happy are the poor in spirit, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. May our poverty of spirit cause us to rely on you, Lord. May it cause us to grab on to our Father. And may you provide for all of our needs with a spirit of abundance. Amen.